for me, when I moved here um, in 1996, everything stopped at the square. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 20th Street was, I'm sorry, 20th Street was residential, but there wasn't a lot of like restaurants or businesses or retail or that sort of thing. That's changed. All the walks are straight lines. You know what I mean? There's nothing, it's a straight line walk in any direction. Walk till you get tired and you know what I mean? <laughs> And you'll hit about 50 things, and you'll hit about 50 cool things to do. Uh, out in like the Ambler area? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and so you can only, it's not like you're going to walk to 309. Um, so. You got to drive. <laughs> I solved what I felt like were all of my life's problems in 12 minutes. Walk to CVS, <laughs> done, back, and resume my life. And that's the, that's the beauty of living in Philadelphia. Welcome to the In Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This podcast is about real people and real homes in Philadelphia and other cities near you. As a realtor in Philadelphia, I get to see all types of homes and meet all kinds of people. And I want to share these experiences with everybody. Tons of unique homes and some amazing people is what you will hear and see. If you like what you hear, follow us on your favorite streaming platform. Hi guys, this is Brett Rosenthal. We are in episode three of the In Your Home podcast. I am here today with John Duffin of Duffin Media. He's going to tell us things about Philadelphia, about what he does, and we're here. We might have seen his house on Instagram or TikTok. We've toured his house, and now we're going to talk a little bit about it. Well, first of all, welcome to my home, and it's great to be in your home uh, as well. It's, it's just been wonderful. Way to go on the podcast, too. Thank you. Nice. That's Thank really cool. You. Thank you. You have a podcast yourself. I do. Why don't you tell do. everyone about that? I'm an executive voice coach, and I also host a podcast called Your Message Received, and Your Message Received is a podcast to help people find their most true, authentic voice. It's positioned as a business podcast, find your best business voice. But really, if anyone can get out of it the ability to feel more authentic and sound more authentic and true, well then, we're doing our job. And the people that I bring on have typically walked the walk. Okay. And, and in terms of so whether it's getting better results or some sort of a change in life or being able to elevate to a certain extent or just feel better about the way they carry themselves, that's the sort of things that we're covering on the podcast. Okay. And Dolphin Media, tell yeah. me a little bit of yeah. what you do. Well, crazy original name, right? I was going to say, <laughs> there was a lot of thought that went into that. And no narcissism at all. No. Um, but what I was going to say, yeah, so... My company that I launched in 2019 is a voice production company. As I was saying, I'm an executive voice coach. I coach people to sound authentic, to be able to speak on stages, to speak to clients. And my background before launching Duffin Media was I was in, it was 25 plus years of corporate broadcast advertising sales at a national level, a regional level, and a local level. And so I leveraged that experience selling, managing, leading teams, working with clients, and launched Duffin Media. And it started as a voice company. Okay. Originally, it was. I built a voiceover studio. And, and, and when we were in my office, you saw that there's a literal voiceover studio that was constructed for me. And the intention was to 
in essence, just record voiceover, just to be really good in the voiceover field. People had told me I had a good voice and I wanted to take a, a legitimate shot at it. So I've done that. It's morphed into the executive coaching. It has morphed into public speaking, but it started as simple. It was, it was a voiceover company. Okay. The brand name, running your voiceovers to the finish, tied in that I've run some, and that that was really it. I love the way that it's evolved into these different facets. They all make me happy for different reasons. But yeah, so we're, I work with individuals, I work with companies, and so, and then it, it's, it's a choice of two things. It's either using my voice to, to optimize your brand or helping people use their own voice. Okay. To speak better to clients, to you know, to to just sound more true and right. So your voice sounds familiar. Do I know mm -hmm. it from somewhere? I might have seen it, or do, does well, everybody just, that does voice maybe because it, it, I have a really loud voice, and so maybe you've just heard it in it passing. Just... <laughs> the answers are very kind. No, I, no, I can't say that it's. Oh yeah, I'm the voice of X. I've done commercial work. I've done narration, but I can't say it's that brand, you know. Uh, I'm the voice of, of X Water. I, I, that is, that's not it. No, uh, I, just, I, get, I just remember people would come up to me and say exactly what you said. And yeah. they did it. Strangers. I, I don't just mean family and friends. I mean, strangers would come up to me. This was for decades your voice sounds familiar. Are you in? Do you have? Have you done radio? And I used to brush that off. Like I used to be like, no, no, no. I'm on the sales side. No, no, no. And and then eventually I thought, well, what if I could? What you know? What what if I was able to do that and I never took the shot? And that's where Duffin Media began. When I ended, I my last broadcast sales job ended. Um, when I was with Univision Communications, okay. Spanish language, multicultural broadcast digital company, and that, and Duffin Media was formed almost immediately From after. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You just sound familiar. Um, <laughs> but um, so we toured your house. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. You, you have tons of great artwork, mm -hmm. and it's you. just a great uh, great space. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I like took note of the most is mm -hmm. the. Office was at one point a bedroom. Is that yeah? It, well, this is a two bed, two bath. Okay. So, I needed to get a lot accomplished in the second bedroom. So, it is full on an office, but you'll notice there was a sleep sofa in there. I remember being really exact about the specs. I didn't want to give up a bedroom. Okay. Friends or family coming over, I didn't want to relegate them to the living room. So, I remember pretty much gutted the space. And then it was like, okay, this needs to have office capabilities, which it does. There was a custom desk that was built into the space. It needs to have the voiceover studio. And there's a full on, I worked with an engineer who is quite accomplished that came into the home. And he's the one that came up with the idea with the wraparound insulation. Okay. That, poured, that you could literally pull. The sleep sofa pulls out, so I kept the bedroom capability, which is funny because nobody uses it. I just needed to know that if someone was staying here, they wouldn't have to sleep on the floor. But I've got all of that in the midst of that second room. Okay. But it is absolutely, it's my office. Yeah. 
that's where all the business gets conducted. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice setup. Thank you. Nice setup. Um, okay, so are you from Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah, what part? I grew up in Northeast Philly. Northeast so Philly. I grew up in Northeast Philly, and um, yeah, uh, big family. We lived, everybody, my dad passed about 14 years ago, and okay. everyone else is still alive. I'm the oldest of five. Okay. And my mom and all of us lived row home in Northeast Philly between Mayfair and Holmesburg. Okay. And so we crammed seven dolphins into a very small space. <laughs> I can remember when we sold the home for my mom and she moved to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And so we were taking one last look at the home. And I still can remember, and it was, it was kind of surreal. All of that was kind of weird and good and emotional and bad and, and that sort of thing. But what I really remember was how tiny that place was. Like how you're so, like you, you get so what feels like privileged in, in that sense. Three boys were shoehorned into a bedroom. That's, that, that's the size of my office okay. with three people in it. And my sister's bedroom was so tiny. People have small closets and they had two people in there. And the backyard that we thought was great, and, and the driveway that where we were playing all sorts of games, and you know, and all that. These were tiny little spaces, yeah. and I remember that. And that's where we came from. Uh, I lived in the burbs for a number of years after living leaving Northeast Philadelphia, and I moved into Center City in 1996. Okay, so what suburbs did you live in? Yeah, so I lived in Narberth. Okay, and for. Close to 10 years, and then I lived very close to Villanova University okay. in Rosemont for a couple of years. Nice. So then you moved to the city, yeah. and I guess my question is, mm -hmm. um, what do you like about living in the city? A lot. So I remember <laughs> coming into the city, and my sister had gotten here before me, and my buddy was here, and they were having the time of their life, and I knew that I needed to be here. And I checked out maybe, not maybe, I checked out four places. All the four places. That was my total diligence. Uh, <laughs> four different. They're all condo, too. Everyone was a condo. Okay. And so we did four of them. And this was the one that was selected. It had certain things that, that to me, I didn't really think I could get. When I was growing up, I didn't think these were options. But then they went from dreams to almost demands. Like with the real world, it has to have this and it has to have that and it's got to be this and it's got to have outdoor and it's got to have a pool. Blah, blah, blah. And part of it was, I think I was trying to sabotage the deal before I even got it. Like thinking, well, they're never going to find this place. Right. Good. I didn't want the responsibility of home ownership. Uh, you know what I mean? And then they come back and they found it. I'm like, oh. No. So, yeah. So I went up buying it. Um, all kinds of cold feet and did everything I could to get out of the deal. And then went through, and I'll repeat what I said a lot. I love Philadelphia. I love, I love, have loved watching the neighborhoods evolve. I've loved the fact that Center City has become so big. Like, it was a much smaller section. I love the way the Rittenhouse Square has evolved. I can remember that we were in Rittenhouse Square. 
And the fact of the matter is, that was all different. When, when I moved here in 1996, it was like, there was a Hula Hands, there was a TGI Fridays, I think. Mm -hmm. I oh, no, I'm sorry. Pizzeria Uno, um, Hula Hands, and a state store. The state store is where Rouge is now. Okay. The park was nothing. It was a dark section, and they literally would roll up the sidewalks. It felt <laughs> like it, like 10 o'clock, right? But... I've grown to love it. I love how it feels. I love the vibe of it. I love the fact, somebody said this to me when I first moved in, um, me and, and a buddy of mine that lived in this building too. And I remember we were up at the pool. And that was like just, just a dream. Like we're, we're in a building, we're on a pool on the roof and I'm like, how are we doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he's, it was like a Saturday afternoon and it was beautiful out. And the two of us were there, and there was nobody else in the pool, and we're literally just looking at each other, and it's like, this is incredible that you think we're at a place where people will spend days, weeks planning to come to, and need to work out the logistics, like where am I going to go eat, and who's making the reservation, and what time, and how are we going to get there, and where are we going to park, and, and all of these sorts of things, and that we could just roll out the door and we're here. And I never forgot that feeling of, of feeling so deeply appreciative that we were in a section where we could literally do whatever we wanted to do whenever we wanted to do it with no planning. Endless array of choices, endless array of cool things to do. If you mm -hmm. want to see the history, great. If you want to see green space, great. If you want to go hang out and eat or drink or whatever, it's literally right here, you know? It's the ease and the number of choices mm -hmm. and the overall growth, you know? Like Old City was just starting to evolve when I, when I was here. We mm -hmm. literally watched it take off, you know? Northern Liberties wasn't even an option, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Fishtown was nothing. And, and now it's a really big space. And that to me, is, it just makes it wonderful. Inviting, inclusive, and in virtually an endless array of choices, things to do. It definitely, yeah, it has a lot. Um, okay, and then what don't you like about Philadelphia? Is there anything? Well, I would have said no. <laughs> but what I would say is this. It has changed over the last couple of years. Okay. It's different. And, and, and I only mean by different. Between COVID, between the unrest, a lot of businesses closed. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, this is, thank God this is changing, but I can also remember too, that especially during COVID, people's, like, the pleasantries just basically were removed. Um, people were more tense. I was more tense. Yeah. Like, the encounters felt more edgy, you know? Um, same people doing the same things. It just was different. Stores closing, things getting boarded up nothing coming in to replace them. It was becoming alarming to me. And I can remember, I never felt concerned. And part of when things are empty, I tend to feel like, like it gets a little bit less, like, like just easy, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was one of the things that I noticed. And I never... I, I, I took that for granted because I just felt like, okay, it, it changed. It, it was 
heaven. And obviously it, it can never go back, but it did a little bit. Yeah. And so what's good and what I'm grateful for is that businesses, at least in my section, are coming back into play. You see a lot fewer vacancies, which to me is a big relief. And when you have fewer vacancies, you have more people. When you have more people, you have more activity. When you have more activity, it just gets the energy changes. And I'm feeling that again. Like, like look, it's a beautiful day today. Mm-hmm. Um, go figure. It's February and it's 70 degrees, but that's another <laughs> issue for another podcast. It'll be 30 tomorrow. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, take it. Just take it. It's great again. And Rittenhouse Square felt really good and what you'd want it to be, mm-hmm. you know, safe and fun and easy and yeah, just, just great. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I absolutely remain hopeful that you just, if you're outside long enough, you see. Yeah. Like, the, you can feel the energy coming, coming back. back, which is great to me. It just makes me happy. It is. So you mentioned uh, Rittenhouse Square. That's where we yeah. are right now. Yeah. What do you like about Rittenhouse Square? Oh, it, it, it's, it's in any direction. So I remember I'm stealing a line from a friend of mine that lives in Chicago, and I could say this about Rittenhouse Square, too, right? Which is, first time I went to Chicago, I remember my friend Chris said to me, and I called him, I'm like, well, where do we go? I was with a friend, and he's like, look, just walk out the door, walk in any direction, and you're going to find something you want to do. It'll take you no time. And that's kind of how I feel about Rittenhouse Square, is that I can walk in any singular direction Mm -hmm. and find cool things. I love the fact that Rittenhouse Square in itself, the park, the square, that, you know, that specific, I guess, four block um, radius, it, it, that, that's great on its own. But all around it, and if you go a little bit further south, there's restaurants to go to, places to hang out, shops to, that, are, that are worth going to. I can head west now. Like for me, when I moved here, um, in 1996, everything stopped at the square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 20th Street was, I'm sorry, 20th Street was residential, but there wasn't a lot of like restaurants or businesses or retail or that sort of thing. That's changed. Mm-hmm. That goes straight to the, like I said, you go straight to the river now at this point. Yeah. And I love that part. So what has, what I love about Rittenhouse Square is you're not just reliant on that four block box. And so that you're never bored with it. Every time I go to it, you know, it's like, oh my God, park looks great. Rouge looks great. But you don't need to be there every night. You know, I guess that again, it's, it, it, it's an endless array of choices again. And it just makes me happy. It just feels wonderful, you know. Right. And for this kid, this guy that grew up in Northeast Philly, I don't know that this, like in my mind, even when I was dreaming big, that I would have thought I would, I'd be living here for as long as I've been lucky enough to have been able to, to live here. I just never would have thought that, you yeah. know? So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still very much sold on in terms of the area. Where? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you drive or? Yeah, not as often. Um, not nearly as often. And, and really, as little as I can get away with. You okay. know, before, right? Like, look, I've got family that live in the burbs. So, so absolutely. I, I, but never in the city. You just take... Yeah, there's just no reason that, it, that it's like, 
one of the things that I hated when I lived in the burbs and when coming to the city, all of that was such a drag to me. It's like I'd have to be reliant on a train schedule if I didn't want to drive the car and a, with a car, it's like, oh, Painful. and I have to worry about potholes and parking and tickets and blah, blah. So the answer is, if I'm heading out of the city, take the car. And if I am staying in the city, that car never is even broached, never broached. And I lo I've loved my car, you know what I mean? I've mm. loved it. But no, zero if I'm in the city, zero. And there's no need to. You just, and all the walks are straight lines. You know what I mean? There's nothing. It's a straight line walk in any direction. Walk till you get tired. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and you'll hit about 50 things, and you'll hit about 50 cool things to do. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, I've, I'm recently new to the city. Uh -huh. And my car sits in the, unless I have to do work for real estate. From where? Or uh, out in like the Ambler area. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and so you can only, it's not like you're gonna walk to 309, um, so. You gotta drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was one of the things that I remember, like I said, I lived in before, uh, Narberth for close to a decade, but you had the train station that felt really close. Close, yeah. Right? But I drove everywhere. And in, in Rosemont, I remember it felt so weird if I didn't have the car out. Like even going for a walk, like what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like why, why aren't you driving? You need a car. Uh, first time I, like dumb example, but I just will never forget. So I move into the city and I remember I needed something at CVS. This was not a big deal. This was this would sound so shallow if I told you why I was going. But what I remember was, if you needed anything, it was an event when you lived in the burbs. It's like, okay, now I have to find the keys. I have to go there. I have to drive to the park. I have to okay, but, and I remember I solved what I felt like were all of my life's problems in 12 minutes. Walk to CVS, <laughs> done, back, and resume my life. And that's the, that's the beauty of living in Philadelphia, especially when you live in the city. Mm -hmm. Driving is absolutely not oh, needed, yeah. not an option. And you're not finding reasons to be tense, angry, and uncomfortable. You just go live your life. You know, yeah. if you're lucky enough to be here, you just go live your life. You know? I agree. That's mm -hmm. what it's been like. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you weren't in Philadelphia, you had any other city across the United States yeah. to live in, where would you want to live? If you had That's to pick hard. one, you have to pick one. <laughs> okay, if I have to pick one, the one that keeps jumping at me, Chicago. Okay. Um, I feel, now look, I hate freezing cold. It's gross to me. Um, so why would I say then say Chicago? It's, it changes my mood. Anytime I'm there, my mood changes. Like it just, it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever seen, let alone ever lived in. And anytime I'm there, everything changes for me. I just, I'm happier. It, everything feels easier. And I've, I was there again this past summer. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking the same thing, which is I have not ruled out. There was a time, maybe 10 years ago, where I was certain I was going to live in Chicago. Much as I love Philadelphia, I was certain of it. Like, I just there's an emotional pull anytime I'm there. 
And then I was like, well, I hate the cold, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and then I just got lazy and then stuff happens. But, but the direct answer is there this past summer, I remember thinking, this is, this is sick how great it is. Yeah. You know? So that, that probably would be second. It's a good choice. I've been there twice. Yeah, it, it just nice. makes me happy. Yeah, I've never been there in the winter, though. I don't want to. I was there once, and I can vouch <laughs> for the fact it's everything they said it is. And yeah. none of it's good. <laughs> none of it's good. The exact same buildings, the exact same water, the exact same architecture, the exact same beauty, and it's all cold and gross. Freezing. And, I'm <laughs> and windy. And windy. Yup, yup, yup. But I highly recommend it, though, otherwise. Yeah. It's a good city. Um, so. When you're not doing Duffamania right. stuff, yeah. when you're not exploring the city, yeah. what else do you do for fun? Or? What I do for fun, I run some. I spend as much time with my family as I'm able to. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, I'm grateful that I have a family that I'm close with. I'm grateful that I have friends that mean a ton to me. I, I, I like being with the people that I care about, you know? And, and so the basics of what I like to do, I'm, I'm a... I run, I'm a music, pop music junkie, so I see more than a, my fair share of concerts. Uh, I love live music. I'm, I'm all excited for this coming summer in terms of what's some really big stuff that's coming to Philadelphia. Big bombastic pop stuff that's coming. Uh, I'm what's coming? To, well, <laughs> give, oh, give me one. Oh, come on, <laughs> what's coming? <laughs> I haven't looked. Oh my God! So uh, between but, uh, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, I knew that. Are two most, not most, a lot of big names are playing, and a lot of them are playing stadium shows this summer because they can get away with it. Yeah. Right. So uh, seeing seeing the art, the artists that I love the most at a stadium is not my number one go to, but if that's where the hell they're going to be, well then yeah, uh, I'm a water freak. In addition, so beach is is huge for me. Um, I know Philadelphia is not known for its beaches. <laughs> Do you go to Jersey? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, um, more Jersey out of laziness, but I love Delaware's beaches. Yeah. I like. I mean, the stretch of Rehoboth, Dewey, mm -hmm. uh, Bethany is to me. Oh, and then if you're going to keep going to Ocean City, Maryland, it's like that stretch to me is it's. I have to get there more because it's it's different, and by different I mean better. But as but I further, say, <laughs> but a little bit further, and a little bit that it feels a little less easy. Yeah, I uh, agree. But yeah, I'm a water nut, uh, music nut, love hanging out with my friends, and I'm a Philly sports nut too. So therefore, as I said, it's been a fun Good. stretch of time between Phillies and uh, between Phillies and Eagles. Yeah, it has been. And now six or some too. So that's hopefully, some of hopefully yeah, one of them. Hopefully one of them will win. But um, yeah, it's been a nice stretch. It's been a great stretch. Yeah. It's been a really fun one. And then just like I said, hanging out, grabbing coffee, hanging out, grabbing a bite um, to eat. It's just yeah, it it, it it's it, that's the kind of stuff I like to do a lot. Just makes me happy. So do you run in Philadelphia outside? Yeah. Where do you where's your where's your path? So uh, my God, it's it's weird. It's like it's so. Broad Street Run is happening in about, it'll be April 30th. And so it's in a couple of months. And so that path, which is insane to me that I actually do it, is a, a 10 mile stretch that goes from Einstein Hospital to basically the stadium complex, where I used to think that was a long car ride, let alone 
um, you would do it on foot. And so there, but the, the path, Schuylkill River Trail. Okay. That's the easiest for me. Schuylkill, I get right to down. see the water. I get to see some of the architecture. It, when I want to change my mood and when the energy, you know, gets me to there, though the fact is uh, that's, that's typically the path. Okay. That's where I've gone when I run, but I don't run that much anymore. I haven't in a while either. <laughs> yeah. Um, right now, I'm like all talk, and it's just in meanwhile. You want a run. hard date <laughs> of April 30th for like Broad Street, and I'm already signed up for it. So have you done it before? Gotta give. Have, you, have you done it before? I've actually done it seven times before. Oh, wow. This will be the eighth time. That's good. So each time, you know, the problem, you know what the problem is? You take it for granted. You're like, oh, I've done that before. Oh, I, I, oh, I got time. I got plenty of time to get ready for this. And then it's there. like the night before. And the only thing you've done is like carb load. You know what I mean? But the actual running part of the running. So I'll, I'll get on that. I'll, I'll have to step up. I'll, I'll step up the pace a little bit. That's good. So that's all I have for you. I wanted you to. No. I mean, we could um. sit here and talk forever, but we don't want to bore people and, and, and keep this going forever. <laughs> Not that people. you're boring Thank anyone. You. Um, <laughs> I want to I wanna give you an opportunity to just tell people um, how they can reach you. Yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the fun parts about using the name that's the same as my own, which is, like I said, it's, it's if you want me for anything, you want help in terms of optimizing communications, whether it's for you, whether it's for your company, you just have something you want to say better and present better in a business setting to clients on the stage whatever the case may be, easiest way to reach me is my email address is my initials, jd at duffinmedia.com. And again, that's jd at duffinmedia.com. I am happy to take a phone call too. Um, and all of that information is on my website. So if you go to duffinmedia.com, you've got all my contact information, all my social media pages, my YouTube channel is there, the podcast, all that sort of thing. So. We just try to make it easy so that you don't have to remember so much. Just go to DuffinMedia.com and all that stuff is right there, and you'll find me. And I hope you do. And I really, Brett, I really appreciate yeah. this. Thank, I love yeah, this thank, conversation. Thanks so much for uh, bringing us into your home. Oh, my home. God. It was great. Nice to have you here and as for, well, too. It's been awesome. Uh, teaching us a little bit about Philadelphia. 100%. Happy to do so, man. Be well. Thanks for the thank, time, too. Thanks so much. Um, we're looking for other guests from Philadelphia to come into their home and talk a little bit about the area and what they do. If you're interested in becoming the next guest on our podcast, reach out to us. We'd love to have you. Thanks.